Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Thank you to all the loyal listeners. I am truly astounded that the Real Estate Espresso Podcast now has listeners in 114 countries. Whether you're located on an island in the Pacific, Central Africa, South America, Europe, or the good old USA, thank you for listening. On today's show, we're talking about the opportunity trap. We've all seen it happen. Maybe some of you have done it. I've fallen prey to my own desire to grow faster than I was capable. The picture looks something like this. You're in business and you've got a great product. Let's call it super duper. Customer orders are coming in. The growth has been good. Most of the sales have been online and the order fulfillment process is working pretty well. The marketing efforts have grown the company consistently month by month. Then one day, Walmart calls and asks if you'd like to supply SuperDuper to Walmart. Simple math suggests that this one customer could increase sales by a factor of 10. The opportunity is so huge compared with your present business that the only correct answer is yes. It's a huge stretch. It could possibly break the company. But the opportunity is so great you just cannot say no. You can't say no for several reasons. You recognize that your product is filling a gap in the market, but there are competitors who are a little bit behind you. So far, you're doing well. Walmart has recognized the gap in the market and is asking for super duper. If you say no, then Walmart will probably approach your closest competitor and the explosive growth will go to the competition. Most importantly, the market share will go to the competition, so saying no is not an option. Sure, there will be problems. Walmart will negotiate pricing that will hurt your margins, but the company will make it up on volume. A team will figure it out. They always do. Walmart pays their bills, but they manage their payment terms so that most of the time the product spends on the floor in the department store, the inventory is actually being funded by the supplier. That means requiring a huge increase in capital to fund that inventory. The scenario I've described sounds pretty compelling. Almost every business has encountered some version of the narrative that I've described. Now imagine you're an existing customer of the company. You're going to suffer terribly when the company starts to supply to Walmart. Walmart will get all the attention, customer service will suffer, Order lead times will suffer. You were once one of their best customers and now you're a second class citizen. Super duper is strategic to your business. You can't meet your business commitments without it and buying the product off the shelf at Walmart won't deliver the quantities that you need. The company has signed a supply agreement with you and they're not living up to the terms of that agreement. They can't be counted on to meet their commitments. They're not an honorable company. They can't be trusted. You're angry at the company because they're harming your business. Does this scenario sound familiar? Maybe you've experienced this with a general contractor who committed to complete a job in four weeks and now they're late by a month and counting. At that point, the supplier is your adversary, even though you started out the relationship as friends. They're really not your adversary, though. They're really your partner. This is the time to have a strategic conversation with them and really understand whether you're going to be able to help them navigate through the growth pains or whether to cut them loose and seek an alternative. This requires open lines of communication. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're the contractor. Maybe you believe you have the capability to manage all the projects. And while you may have the capability, you don't have the capacity. Your job, if you're facing this kind of growth pain, is to immediately scale the organization. That means bringing on additional talent and capital. The capital is required to fund the talent in the short term and to fund the inventory. It's going to mean giving up some equity or perhaps raising the funds as debt. Funding does take time, and some underwriters don't move quickly. The number one mistake I see businesses make is to try and scale within the existing envelope of the organization. 
waiting for the revenue to materialize before growing the organization and recruiting the needed talent to manage the growth. Perhaps the reluctance to grow is based on a lack of faith that the revenue will materialize. It could be a worry that the growth will take longer than forecast. All of these are valid concerns. The landscape is littered with companies that grew their headcount ahead of the revenue and then had to retrench and scale back when the revenue didn't appear. These are legitimate concerns. But those risks are a better outcome, if managed correctly, than the chaos of growth at any cost. That cost could be the loss of reputation in the marketplace and maybe the total loss of your business. If you're suffering growing pains, ask yourself two simple questions. Number one, how can I scale the organization? And number two, how can I fund the growth? As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.